the sermon uh, title, if you're taking notes, and I just realized yesterday, I'm like, sometimes I'm a very slow learner, but is uh, on the back of the bulletin actually says sermon notes. How many of you knew that? Hey, y'all did. See that? You got to pray for your pastor. I only have about a 10th grade education, so I'm really kind of the slow one in the room anyway. Um, but you can take notes, and if you take notes, here's the, here's the sermon. It's a question. Are you thankful? And, you know, I don't want to sound all cliche-ish, but, you know, we, we should be people that are thankful not just at Thanksgiving time, right? In fact, here's the ugliest word uh, in the English uh, vernacular, and it's this, ungrateful. And nobody wants to be this, right? Like, nobody wants to be known as that person. That's what? Ungrateful. That's the opposite of being thankful, being grateful, right? We're grateful for, you know, the gift of life, right? It, and it's so easy, especially now, especially now, to focus on the things that, uh, that uh, don't make us grateful. Is this okay this morning? So, yeah, it's, if we're not careful, we start to gravitate towards things that... Uh, you know, might be bad news, might be fake news, it might be American politics, it, it could be God only knows, you know, things that alarm us and, and it becomes almost like a drug, like we just can't get enough of, uh, oh my gosh, did you hear what happened next? And most of which we have like zero control over. And I'm not saying our prayer, like our prayer, we, we pray, that's, that's the response of a believer is to pray and take those things to God, right? Um, and so... But to focus on them, what it causes us, what I'm seeing, and even in my own life, and I'm preaching to myself here today. I just want to say that to you. You know, I don't preach messages like I've arrived at some place and now you need to get there. I'm only communicating what I feel God is communicating to me. Is this okay this morning? So, you know, I'm, I, 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 this is family here, okay? And so uh, Colossians 3, there's so many verses in the Bible about Thanksgiving. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. That's a good place to be right there, right? Let the peace of God, the peace of Jesus, the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Some translations, uh, you got NLT up there. Uh, uh, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body... You are called to live in peace and what? Always be. Oh, man, I'm in trouble. Only two of us got it. Always be. Always be. Now, let's say it out loud together. Always be thankful. Always be thankful, right? Not always. It sounds good. It preaches good. But how many know it's not always easy in the real world? Maybe you're not thankful for a boss who's you're not getting along with too well right now or a spouse, or whatever it is. But again, the opposite of thankful is the word ungrateful. It's a really ugly word. And, uh, you know, here's the thing about being ungrateful. The thing about it is, it's almost impossible to see in yourself. It's easy to spot in others, but it's almost next to nearly impossible to see in the mirror. Are you with me? I mean, we're quick to see it in others. Oh, man, they're just so ungrateful, those people. But how many know that we can be ungrateful too? Amen? It's a little more teaching than preaching, but it's okay. That's what I felt like God was leading me to this week as I was preparing for this. 
It's easy to see that someone, look, as adults, we, like, we don't tell people they're ungrateful. We would never. How many know what we do is we tell other people that they're ungrateful? Okay? When you're a kid, they might say you're ungrateful, right? Or they're ungrateful. Those kids are ungrateful. They don't appreciate anything. They're so spoiled, right? And they don't appreciate anything they have, you know, as children. But we don't say that to adults. But what we do is we tell other people that they're not grateful or thankful. And so the Bible says, be thankful at all times. Be thankful at all times. And so, again, you know, we could be under stress and we know it, right? If you're, how many know if you're under stress, you know it? You're feeling pressure or some kind of tension in your life, you know it. It, it. You might fool everybody else, but you can't fool yourself. You certainly can't fool God. If you're, you know, depressed, you know it, right? Uh, right? All those things. But this thing about being ungrateful is next to impossible to see in your own life. Is this okay this morning? And so we're, you know, it is Thanksgiving this week, right? And what do we do? When I was a kid, we'd sit around the table and, you know, my mom was always so, I mean, she just make this wonderful meal, the four of us kids and, you know, the family is, was growing and still growing. And a lot of times before we would eat, we would have to go around the table. I don't know what you're, we all have these kind of weird family customs. Anybody have is like this. And you have to say what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for. It's a thankful thing. And I'd say, well, you know, and, and so, and you better be quick to say what you're thankful for or there's a problem. Okay. <laughs> all right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know? And so it would start with like my oldest brother, you know, I, you know I'm thankful. And you just, the, the smell of the, the aroma of this, uh, you know, this table just loaded with like turkey and, you know, ham and, mashed potatoes, gravy, and stuffing. How many of you just feel the anointing right now as I'm speaking? Oh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thursday's coming. You know, we're going to overgorge ourselves, and then we're going to watch football and fall asleep about the first quarter somewhere and wake up near the end and have pumpkin pie or whatever, okay? And so, and so but we, I don't know what your family is, customs are, but that's what we used to do. And actually, we've still done it in, in recent times with our own kids. And tell us, you know, what you're thankful for. And not a, you know, not a sermon, because nobody's going to preach a sermon then. They want to eat. But they'll say one or two things, right? And so it's a good exercise to give thanks. Can you say amen? amen. And so, you know, what I just want to talk about, and I don't want this to sound negative, but we have to really call it for what it is. That Let me just say this first of all about gratitude. Just a couple things about gratitude. Then we're going to go to Luke 17. Gratitude generates generosity. Okay. Let me say that again. Gratitude generates generosity. Being thankful or appreciative to others, how many know, causes people to be appreciative towards you? Or the other word is generous towards you, right? So the opposite is also true of that. The opposite is that if you're not grateful to somebody, how many know they don't want to be very generous with you? Does it make sense? And we're talking about time, a person's time. We're talking about their, their love, their respect, their emotions, whatever it might be, their resources. Think about that in a marital, just in the marital context of a marital relationship. Couples. If someone is showing uh, appreciation, right? Uh, they're grateful to the other person for being whatever. It might be maybe they're the breadwinner, or maybe they're, they're whatever they're the provider, they, they're the person that's fixing the meals or taking care of it, whatever it is. And they're showing that they're appreciative. How many know that it enhances the relationship greatly? Okay, but the opposite is true. 
And again, why I'm parking on this for a second, because we can't see it in our own life. And what happens is, in fact, if someone says, if we're ever challenged on that front, say, hey, you're not grateful. Bubba, you say, immediately, I mean, you go into a defense mode. And you're like, that's just simply not true. And then your mind literally goes to times and seasons when you have shown your appreciation and gratefulness. Are you still with me? It's a thankful thing. We're talking about the Bible says be thankful at all times. And again, we can easily see it in other people, but how many know we all have blind spots? Some of us have bald spots. Okay. <laughs> so now that I got your attention, uh, you know, ingratitude, like it shuts down generosity over time. Okay. And let me, let me just say one that's worse yet. And again, I promise it'll get better. Ingratitude not, not only eventually will shut off or shut down generosity, but it can literally shut down a, a, a completely a relationship. And they may still be coming home, but their love is not there any longer. Does this make sense? So listen, if you were able to share your story with me in confidence, and I believe me, I'm not a professional counselor, but I've done my share of counseling. I've done premarital counseling, postmarital counseling. I don't want to be married anymore counseling. Trust me. I, I'm way beyond the point of shock. I've never once heard someone in a setting like that say, the problem with the marriage, Pastor, is now picture this, just two people sitting there. The problem with the marriage is I'm just so ungrateful. Are you getting it? Did you get it? Some of you are like, the light bulb just went on. We don't ever say that about ourselves. In fact, we don't ever feel that about ourselves. It's a thankful thing. Be thankful at all times. So again, we could see it in somebody else. They're just not appreciative of me. But we don't see it. It's, I'm telling you, it's an area that we just don't see in our own life. And, so, and, and if it literally shuts off generosity, but even worse yet, shuts off relationships, like where people are still married, but they're really cohabitating more than anything. They become like roommates. And, and the simple fact of the matter is it's because there's not gratitude being, being offered. Amen? So let's go to Luke 17. Now that I got everybody's attention on that one. <laughs> Again, no one ever says, I'm so greedy. I'm so ungrateful. That's the reason that we're here for, for marital counseling, Pastor. Okay? No teenager ever sits there and says, well, the problem with, with me and my mom is I just don't appreciate her. <laughs> okay? Some of you are getting this. So again, Thanksgiving. We're headed into Thanksgiving we should be giving thanks at all times. There's probably 115, 16 scriptures in the Bible about being thankful, giving thanks to God. But also, be, we should be thankful to others, right? How many of you are thankful this morning? Let me just see your hands. Can I say, how many of you are thankful to, for your family? Amen. Now, we're thankful to God, but we're thankful to other people, right? We, we appreciate other people. We just don't. And it's, listen, let me just say this. It's not that we don't appreciate them. It's just that we don't know how to show that we appreciate them. Is this okay? I'm getting ahead of myself. Luke 17. Let's let the words of Jesus speak to us now about it. Now on his way to Jerusalem, this is Luke 17, 11. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria 
and the Galilee. That's an actual place. I've been there many times. And so it's like the outskirts of town. It's a very remote area is where he's traveling. And as he was going to the village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance because they had leprosy, obviously. It was highly contagious. And called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us or mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. Let me just go ahead and say what, stop right there. The reason he said, go show yourself to the priest, and we've all heard this story, right? Like we, we've, some of us grew up in church. Zach's grandpa used to pastor the Honesdale AG Church. Like, how cool is that? I, I, Ebert Reitzel and did a phenomenal job. Like he was like amazing. And, but the reason that's important to know what Jesus is saying here, he's saying, go show yourself to the priest. Because if you had leprosy in those days, you literally had to ring a bell when you even came in town or yell the words, unclean, unclean. So everybody could like scatter. They could give you lots of social distancing, okay? <laughs> By the way, somebody posted this week, I don't know, on my wall, they said, if you, if you, I don't know who was it that posted this, one of my kids, you know, one of those places. They send group texts all day long. I just shut my phone off because I found this place at the lake. I go there to work on it, and I have no cell phone service. It's like healing, folks. Come on, somebody know. Can we just have a moment here this morning? Jesus withdrew from the crowd often to get alone. <laughs> Father, amen. He went across the lake. So I claim that verse for me. <laughs> they said on this post, if you want to see social distancing, just loan somebody $150. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I couldn't resist. I just thought you needed to smile. It's early. Everybody have your coffee here so far today? Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so the reason they had to show themselves to the priest, because the priest had to declare that they were now it went from unclean status to clean and that they were allowed to be circulate back out amongst their family, their friends and their social life, the community. OK, so that's why he said, go show yourself to the priest. They had no reason to show themselves to the priest because they all had leprosy. But what they did is just an interesting. It's actually not only a statement of faith, it's an action of faith. The Bible said as they went. As they went. They were cleansed. What is that? That's faith in action. That's faith believing that what God said is true in his word, his promises, the words of Jesus. And so they started wheels in motion there, walking. And as they went, the Bible said, that's when they received their healing. Aren't you thankful that God honors faith? Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Hebrews eleven six. 6. We know this. And so as they went, they were healed. And so, you know, we know this story. How many of you know this story? Like you grew up in church. You remember the flannel graphs? This was like when they would teach you at vacation Bible school, like, you know, with the little uh, Nilla wafers and little Dixie cups with Kool-Aid in it, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm thinking like musty church basement right now. You know, I grew up in one of those settings, you know. It was great. It was great. But it was like a lesson that they would teach you as children to be thankful. That's what they were doing. They were really using it. I say, see, God wants you to be thankful. And, and this story is great. In fact, there's so many accounts of Jesus healing people, but this is actually the only one that I see in the Bible, correct me if I'm wrong, where he actually points out something very significant to this person's healing. And here's what it is. Actually, there were 10 of them that were healed. And so as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, as one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back. 
He actually came back praising God with a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. There's that word again. And Dr. Luke here, who was a medical, you know, he was a physician. He actually points out that this man was actually a Samaritan, which is just like a mind blower. If you know anything about the ancient Near East, you know, the Samaritans and Jews, they were like oil and water. They didn't mix. They hated each other. There was racism all the way back in the Bible days too, right? And Jesus says, verse 17, here, and here's where it gets interesting. He says, wait a minute, we're not all 10 healed? We're not all 10 cleansed? And then he asked the question, where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this man? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Father, I pray in just the moments we have left today that you'll help us to leave this place, your house, as grateful people. Grateful for the gift of life, for salvation, Lord, for, for family, for others, Lord God. Help us to be people that are thankful. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. And so Jesus points out here that there's an obvious, uh, there's, an, there's some kind of, a, there's an issue here. There's a, there's a problem, right? And what's the big problem? Well, they're all healed. Ten people receive their healing, except, again, only one person comes back to say, thank you. Thank you. How many know we all want to hear thank you? We, we, we all want to receive appreciation, right? And, and you know, we're, like we're magnetically, the way God's wired us, I could say it, we're drawn to appreciation, right? What gets rewarded gets repeated, right? And, you know, even animals are like that, right? If you ever train a puppy, and, you know, one of the ways they train them is you, you give them a little, a little snack when they do the right thing, right? And it trains them to say, you know what, if I do the right thing, I'm going to be rewarded, right? And so people, how much more complex that God has wired us, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, the scripture said. So think about how much it means to us to sh that someone shows their love and appreciation and respect for us, right? So, so we know that, but here's the thing that we don't really always do a good job. And I'm sure you guys are way more spiritual than me. You're way further down the road. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself here today. I know that's why I'm not getting that many amens, Lord. I understand, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm just... How many know? Let's just be honest. We don't always do a good job communicating our love. Especially for those who are the closest to us. Amen. And we do a great job at like funerals with it, right? I mean, we, we make flowers and picture collages and we put really cool video stuff up there with music and man, they were just the greatest person. You know, it would be better. I'm not saying that's wrong. It's a healing. That's more for us anyway. Truthfully, the person's already with the Lord. But it would be better to give those flowers while they're still alive, Right? Amen? And again, I'm not good at this. And this is why I felt God's been dealing with me more as, 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 as time moves on, you know. And so 
you know, so, uh, and so Onyx, so here, here's, here's, here's the big, here's, here's, this is it in a nutshell. Here, if you want to wrap up this whole sermon in one sentence, here's what it is. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. You agree? Okay, so let's just say, let's just, let's just unpack this a little bit. Let's just say those nine other guys, like would you say, where are they? Weren't there 10? Like, you know, those nine other guys. Can you imagine how excited they were that as they were walking, all of a sudden the leprosy, and leprosy is like a terrible, terrible disease, a skin disease. It's all, you know, people lose extremities, fingers and toes and ears and it just get terrible stench and all this. And they had to, before that, ring a bell and say, unclean, we're coming into a community. I mean, it was just one of those things. And so the one returns, but the other nine, they just keep going on their way. And so... How many of you know, if, if we could go back 2,000 years ago and somehow even like interview that nine people, maybe with a microphone and a television camera and say, hey, aren't you thankful that you're healed now? How many of you know every single one of them say, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm thankful, of course. Look at me. I'm, I'm completely healed. I, I, you know, I, I can go back and, and see my family. Some of these men probably never even saw their own children after they were born. And so it's not like they're not grateful. How many of you would just go with me there for a minute? They're probably extremely grateful. Right? Of course. But for some reason, only one actually comes back and says he is. And shows his gratitude to Jesus. And I don't know about you, but, you know, look, I've been there before. I, I think we all have, you know. So unexpressed gratitude, it communicates ingratitude. And this is just, this is my last point here before it turns around and gets beautiful. Unexpressed gratitude is also even worse yet. It's actually a form of rejection. It's a form of rejection. How how can I illustrate this? Um, Ladies, how many of you, you, you know what it's like to work hard and make a nice meal, right? This Thanksgiving on Thursday, but I mean, even aside from that, right? Like I'm, our family's like yours. We just make, brother Zach, man, we make way too much food here. I mean, I know it shows. You know, we, we, you know, we, we. I don't know what it is. I always tell my wife, why do you guys make so much extra, extra food? Like you can't even close the refrigerator door, <laughs> right? And I feel, I feel. <laughs> Convicted with Brother Zach and Amanda here living in Calcutta for 10 years. But, you know, I understand. Like, you know, we're so blessed in this country, folks. Are you kidding me? We should be the like the world champion people of gratefulness. Come on. Calcutta, India. Holda Buntain, who we support here. I mean, all the ministries. You know, goodness. Mother Teresa died in her hospital. I mean, the stories after story after story. Like I remember when we had our missions banquet here in, I don't know, 10 years ago. And we were talking about this last night at the table. She like stood up here and has that steely voice and she's tough as nails. She's 96. She's getting ready to go back again. 96. And I remember telling the stories of how God blessed her and her husband, Mark. They went there in the 50s, right? They got there in an army jeep and Mother Teresa met them in an army jeep at this little dirt airstrip with this little prop plane that landed them in Calcutta in 19, say, 50s. I don't know if it was, you know, 56. And as they were driving, she was showing them, Mother Teresa was showing them the area, and she said, 
they came to a landfill. It looked like a mountain of garbage. And she saw all these, like, it looked like animals all over it, like big rats. You know what they were? They were children. And we sit here in all this, and we're miserable sometimes. Sometimes it's like the more that we have, the more miserable we become. You know what that is? That's because if we're not careful, we're, we're, whole, we're taking all this in for ourselves. And please, I, I, I'm preaching to myself here, folks. If we're not careful, we don't communicate the fact that we're thankful. So, well, I come to church, I raise my hand, I raise my one hand, I'm, I'm, I'm up to two hands, I'm at level 2.0, you know. <laughs> I sing the songs, you know, I clap a little bit or something. But I'm, so we're talking about now showing that to our loved ones. Amen? So, so a mom makes a meal, right? And, you know, think about it. So she makes this meal and works really hard and, you know, leaves work early and gets everything going and, and has this meal, has a special meal, you know? Ladies, you've been there, right? And then, like, everything's ready and the guys are sitting in there and they're talking about stuff that guys do. Like, man, the Steelers, they're going to be 10-0 and 0. Um, after, sun, after today, you just wait and see. You know, they're just amazing. I think they're going to have an undefeated season. Yeah, and it's, it's a highly intelligent conversation. I mean, they're busy. And she says she's finally got everything to perfection. She's worked hard, you know, just right. And she says, it's time to eat. And it's like tumbleweed blows through. It's crickets. And what happens again? She said, I said it's time to eat. Shut off the television. And the guys just keep on talking. Have you ever been there? And she's like, now she's getting angry. I said it's time to eat. <laughs> and then finally, they, they come along and, you know, somebody says, ah, oh, leave the ball game, leave the television on. They're like, well, at least put it on mute in the background, you know, we, you know. And they're so hungry. The food is like so delicious that, you know, they say a quick prayer, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thank you for the grub. You know, something like that, right? God's neat, let's eat. I mean, just go right to it, man. And they're just like gorging themselves on food. And like, this is so good. The food is so amazing. And like, nobody really stops to say thanks to, oh, thanks to mom. Like, she just, like, high-five mom on this. So she just such a, I'll did herself, right? And so mom's like sitting there. And, you know, everybody gets done and then they like go off to watch the game or, you know what I mean? There's a, now there's a pile of dirty dishes on that table, pots and pans got to be scrubbed and everybody goes. The next thing you know, like I said before, they're into the first quarter. They're already taking a big old nap from that tryptophan that kicked in from the turkey. Right. And so and then a few minutes later, a little while later, you start hearing these loud noises coming from the kitchen and you're not sure why. <laughs> And a guy goes in and he says the dumbest thing that a man could ever say. He says, hey, honey, what's wrong? <laughs> You're laughing. You know, it's true. And let's just flip. How about a guy? How about, how about a dad who's like, dad, dad, can I have 20 bucks? Dad, I need to, you know, dad, can I have 40? Dad, can I have 60? Dad, my iTunes card has run out. I, I, I need to recharge it. Um, Dad, uh, my computer's slow. I need a new one. Uh, Dad, I need a car. Dad, I need tires. Dad, I need insurance. 
And dad, sometimes, and then, you know, and please understand, I'm just giving us a little break here. You know, and then maybe, maybe his wife's like, man, we had a, dad, we're, we're going on a vacation. And I got this great vacation plan this year. And, and so dad just keeps giving out, giving out, giving out, giving out, giving out. And if he's not careful, he starts to feel like an ATM. And if you ask that kid, if you ask that teenager in school, like his buddy comes up, man, where'd you get those cool sneakers? He'd be like, oh man, my old man got me. He's like, he is so cool. Like he took us to steal. Like he takes care of us. But here's the only problem with that. And I'm sure they're grateful. It's just that they don't ever express it to the person that they love the most. Are you grateful? And clearly, this is what Jesus is saying. Wow, he says it like this. Weren't there 10 of these guys? 10 and 1. So unexpressed gratitude literally over time will actually drive the heart right out of a relationship with couples. They still come home. So go to their room. She still comes home. She still throws around dishes and smiles or whatever. But there's no heart left in it. And this is what Jesus is saying. Like, why don't, if, they're, if they're thankful, why don't they express that they're thankful? You know, you've seen this. Oh, yesterday we had a, my youngest uh, grandson just turned one. Oh, my gosh, folks. My, our house is like a zoo. It's like, can I tell you what? There is like children and diapers and bottles and toys and like everywhere. It's like organized chaos in my house. And I love it. It's, I just love, I feel like as a grandfather of six and now number seven's coming in January. We'll have four boys and three girls. Can I tell you, it's like a, Jennifer, you understand this. It, when the kids act up, it's like a, like a twisted form of revenge on your children. <laughs> right? Let's just call it for what it is. I mean, it's loud. It's, it gets hectic. You know, it gets chaotic. <laughs> but, you know, what? take a kid's birthday party. Say like little Billy, right? He's like, yeah, I don't know, older. Our oldest grandchild is not even four years old. So, Brother Zach, man, we got six that are under, four and under. So it's just like, imagine that, right? And twins in the, in the, in the equation there. <laughs> but take like a kid's birthday party, you know, first grade. How, how old is a kid when they're in first grade? Six, uh, six, say six, seven years old. A little Billy and say her, his friend Laura comes over to the birthday party. And say it's just like moms and like, you know, little ones, right? Grade schoolers. And they have this like Saturday birthday party. And, and you know, Laura's Billy's friend. So she gives him a... Uh, a gift for his birthday. And so all the moms are around and he like gets it. He like rips the paper off it, you know. And then he sees it's a football and he's got this football in there and he's like all excited. She's like, oh, hold on, hold on. He wants to like run off and play with the football. She's like, and it's four words. You know this. What does she say? What do you say? You know, how many know mom wants to close the loop there? Don't complete the circle. See, moms know what I'm preaching on today. It's about expressing gratitude. Amen? What do you say? What do you say? 
And he's like looking at that football. He's, he's pulling out of the box. His eyes are this big. And you know, little Laura's sitting over there in a the corner, like, you know, hoping he's really going to like this gift. And mom's like, Billy, what do you say? And he's like, uh, I'm going to go play football. <laughs> no, what did mommy teach you? Thank, 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 thank you. Oh, thank God. I thought he wasn't going to say it. You know, kids, right? But can I tell you, like, I'm just saying all of us, myself, like in the classroom of God this morning, in the reference of the scripture through the lens of Luke 17, Colossians 3.50, like, we do this exact same thing. Have you ever been there? Like 55, I can't believe I'm saying that. My gosh, just feel like I don't do a really good job in this area. You know, worship. When I talk about worship to God, I mean, that could be part of it, but just whatever scenario you may find yourself in this morning, whatever relationship, it could be with kids, it could be with parents, it could be with a spouse, it could be with whatever. Just, just, just stop for a minute and think about the person that comes to mind that you could maybe do a little bit better job in that area, maybe upgrade from a B plus to an A and showing appreciation. Right? Do we have those cards? Let's hand them out. I think this will help to illustrate this, and then we're going to pray and close and head into a, a week with Thanksgiving on Thursday. These cards that the men are handing out, they say, Ah, can you put it on the screen back there? It's real easy. Capital I, capital O, and a question mark. I O who? Somebody said it like this to refuse to pay my debts, to refuse to pay my debts. You know, my gratitude debts we're talking about, my debts of gratitude is to live an inflated, with an inflated view of myself. Isn't that good? That's a great writer who put that. It wasn't me. He said that to refuse to pay my debts of gratitude is to live with an overinflated view of oneself. <clears throat> I know it's not a real comfortable message, but... Um, I think that's maybe the problem. If we get too comfortable with messages, we're probably not growing. How many understand the word of God always challenges us, right? Do better in areas. Again, it's impossible. To, it's next to impossible to see it in our own life. We can easily identify it in somebody else, you know. And that's why in a message like this, some of you are like sitting here, I can promise you in a, in a crowd this size, and this is like 9 a.m., so I just say this like, some of you are sitting here and like, oh my gosh, I wish my kids were here. <laughs> right? See? Oh my gosh, I wish my husband was here to hear this message. He just don't appreciate me. I wish she was here. She needs, to, she needs to hear this. No, this is for the man in the mirror. This is for the lady in the mirror. It's for the preacher in the mirror. Is this okay? And so these IOU, would you just take that with you this week? This is for you to 
keep in your pocketbook, keep in your, you know, your wallet, you know, somewhere, just for maybe a day or two until we get this thing straightened out, okay? <laughs> maybe, maybe it will go a few more days. Some of you might need to do it a few more days, and just like today and, you know, whatever. How many know some of you might need to do it for like a month? You know, some of you, it's nobody in this room, so please don't feel anything. Maybe somebody watching out there, probably the rest of your life. Amen? Be great. Why, why do I preach this? Because I want our church, and the church is incredibly healthy, by the way. Have you noticed? But I know that behind those nice-looking homes, sometimes there's stuff inside the four walls that isn't exactly the way all it could be or should be. Can you say amen or ouch or something? Let me know you're alive out there. Okay. Unexpressed gratitude drives the heart out of a relationship. Yeah. But also, again, to refuse to pay my debts of gratitude is to live with an an inflated view of myself. It never ceases to amaze me that arrogant people, arrogant people, not you guys, okay? Please don't take this personal. Arrogant people that I've, how many of you know somebody that's arrogant? You know what I mean? Like that? Arrogant people are like, they, they mask, this is an area that you just never hear them say thank you. Cocky, puffed up, full of pride. And yet humble people, people of humility and integrity, they're usually the ones that, that have a way. You know, I'll just, I'll just brag on my own dad for a little bit. He's always that way. He just seems to have that way. So, oh, man, I'll tell you, you did a good job with that today. Thank you. You know, how many of you understand what I'm saying? And people gravitate. They're attracted to that like a magnet because everybody wants to hear it, right? Not just know it. Again, if you asked any one of us in this room, are you appreciative of your spouse? Of course I am. Are you kidding me? Like if, if you asked that woman, that, that little story with the dishes and all that and said, you know, do you love your husband? Oh my God! I married the greatest man in the world. And I posted on Facebook, you know, I married the most wonderful, attractive. You know, how many of them go on and on and on? The next day, you see their name filing for divorce. You know, I mean, on the paper, we've all been there, okay? So it's like, that's so like. My wife, like, hates Facebook. Look at her Facebook account. She hasn't posted in like 10 years. She hates it with a passion. She's like, so much of it is fake. Well, I want people to think this, you know, what good does that do, you know? But it's better to express it to the person. And that's really what Jesus is saying here. Amen? Those are the words of Jesus. Weren't there 10? What? Well, they're thankful. They just got a funny way of showing it. Can I tell you, one of the wealthiest men, probably the wealthiest man in the state of Pennsylvania, I, 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 I met him one time, and he actually helped us with a project on our ball field, Zach. And, man, I'm telling you, I went to meet him. I was like, wow. I felt like I was meeting, walking in to meet God's little brother, you know. It was a powerful man. And I went in there. It was an appointment. You don't go in there without an appointment. And... Uh, <clears throat> The man that introduced me to him said to me, there's just one thing, Pastor. I mean, we, you know, you remember we built the ball field in 2015 and we needed this diamond text infield dirt. Who would ever think that dirt would cost $10,000? 
it's a special dirt. You can't get it around here. It's the closest place. They, it's manufactured. It's what they use in all the major league and even little league fields that are good. It's a special dirt. You could slide on it. You don't rip the skin off your leg. You know. So we want to make this really nice like it is now. But we didn't have the money. And somebody said, this man's very generous to nonprofit organizations. So I went in there. And on the way, the man told me, he knew him. He said, there's just one thing I'm going to tell you. I said, what's that? He said, you know what his major pet peeve is with people that ask for help? I said, no. He said, I'm telling you, it's like a big deal, like a huge deal. And I said, no, what's that? He said, he helps so many people. He helps churches, helps all these people, missions, all that kind of stuff. But it just infuriates him that people don't stop to take the time to say one word, actually two words, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. And again, if you ask the people they've, that they've helped, they, they would say, of course, I have. oh my gosh, they helped me so much. But they've never actually, for some reason, well, I'm not sure why, maybe it's busyness. Could it be that they're too busy going into the future? Everybody's about moving into the future. I love vision, trust me. I, that's my like wheelhouse, vision and faith. It's pretty simple. But we get moving forward, and if we're not careful, we never return to thank the people that helped us to get where, where we're at and moving into the future. Have you ever been there? I have. So I feel like God's showing me as time goes on, like, you know, I've got to get better in this area. Got to get better. So that IOU, um, can I just ask you maybe today, you know, maybe if it's for couples like you're in the car, before you like turn the key, would you just take a minute just to look at the person in the eyes and just say, thank you? Thank you, you know? Maybe, you know, maybe a wife looks her husband in the eyes and says, thanks. You know, it doesn't have to be a sermon. It doesn't have to be a big emotional thing, you know. <laughs> One of those ugly cries, you know, how you get some of you, like, it's not all stuff, you know. You don't have to do that. Just say thanks. Thanks for being there, you know. Thanks for making that meal on Thanksgiving. My gosh, you know, you're cleaning up or whatever, you know. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a thankful thing today. Amen. Praise God. Well, that's all I have. And I'm Pastor Terry, and I approve this message. <laughs> would, you would you stand to your feet with me today? Worship team, come on back. Or... Hey, guys, we hope you enjoyed that message. And if you did, take a photo of yourself listening and tag us on social media at Peckville Assembly of God. We'll see you next time. And remember, we love you, God loves you, and may God's richest blessing be yours.